0: Everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and a psychologist, and I've spent the last 30-plus years helping people to create hot and healthy sexual and intimate relationships. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. And today I am live in Atlanta, Georgia, USA, um, one of my favorite places to be. So hopefully some people who are listening in Georgia will ring in with their questions. Today, the letter is C, and C is for creativity. The best long-term sexual relationships always employ creativity, in my opinion. Joining me to talk creativity and sex is Tabitha Raine. She's an award-winning erotica author and an inventor of the Ruby Glow Ride-On Vibrator. She believes in the power of sensuality, pleasure, and sexual empowerment, and is particularly interested in creating easy-to-use sex toys to help enable this. I wanted a vibrator I could use while writing Saucy Erotica on my computer and quickly realized that this shape was something that could be used by many women and vulva owners. Perhaps you don't like a phallic sex toy, or you have weakness in your wrists, mobility issues, or you simply can't reach to operate the traditional sex toy. I sometimes suffer with arthritis and back pain, so being able to sit on the ruby glow without having to lean over or reach down made a big difference to me. Now, welcome to the show,
1: Tabitha. Hi there, Laurie. Thanks for having me.
0: I got to say, I love that vibrator. Um, So I have my different, my favorites in different categories. This is in a category of its own because I haven't seen any other sit on that aren't penetrative. Like Sibians are penetrative and very active, but this is, it can be really subtle um, and so it's, it's really cool because it can also be, you know, your kind of guilty secret that <laughs> you, while you're writing, while you're, if you're having to work, you know, and, and, and you're bored and you're doing repetitive tasks, <laughs> just sort of sit down while you're doing it. If you lose your focus for a little while, it's no big deal.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's exactly right. So so when I was uh, creating creating it, you're you're absolutely right. I, there is nothing else like it. When I was, which surprised me, when I was um, I was writing some erotica on my computer, know, and the scenes were getting really hot, and I was like, oh yes. And really, what I wanted was a sex toy I could just sit on, write about, come, get on with writing the scene. And I thought, well, I'll just buy one. That's fine. <laughs> I love it and so I had a very clear image of what it did, <laughs> and did it come out the way you expected it to yeah pretty much exactly how I expected it to actually in the end in my head I had an idea of a sort of dual humped thing that was held in place by my pubic bone and I made it out of clay and of course I made it to fit my anatomy um and it worked, and it was just a lump of clay that I would sit on and, and ride on when I was writing. So it was great for me, and I didn't really envision that it would be an actual sex toy. Mm-hmm. Then, <laughs> it was just something for my selfish need.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it, but it developed. It developed into a real, actually a very creative sex toy.
1: Yeah, that's right. So. Um, I showed it to a friend who gave me, he said, right, that's great, you need to make some prototypes and here's a thousand pounds of investment, I want you to go out and see where you can take it, make some prototypes. So that was great because it gave me enough money to go and buy things like you know plaster casting equipment and um, silicon that's quite expensive and little vibrate, bullet vibrators to power everything. And that really meant that I could just, I wasn't being too careful about the shapes because I had enough money to make sure I could just, you know, make the shapes I want. And if it didn't work, it's fine. I'll make another one. And so that was really, really good. And then lucky for me, I'm in the erotica industry, have lots of erotic writing friends, and it wasn't too peculiar to go up to one of my friends and say, could you mind just having me sit on this and just telling me if you, you know, have any sexual pleasure? <laughs> at so that, that was lucky. I had a captive audience, really. And and so um, I had about five or six, I had actually seven girls who helped me with the development. We were we had a group of erotica writers at the time called the Brit Babes. And they really, like, they were great because they helped me test and work out the kinks and make sure that we got it working for everyone yeah so that was really good that's cool so
0: let's talk creativity um further so when we talk creativity and
1: sex um what is the first thing that comes to mind for you creativity and sex okay so because i am an erotica author and i draw and paint and stuff the creativity for me will probably be slightly different from other people because i when I think about creativity, I'm thinking about the sensual joys of being creative. Like uh, one of my erotic writers, she finds the process of being creative highly arousing, right? Mm-hmm. So painting will send her, drawing will send her, etc. Writing books will send her crazy. And I, I'm kind of the same, like it's a, you know, it's not a sexual compulsion, but it is a compulsion. And I do feel very satisfaction but creativity from a sexual point of view i would feel more like trying to be trying new things out in a creative way um i often combine thoughts of like um drawing on the body and things like that writing on the body um that's something that i find indescribably sexy Someone. So-
0: so that one's an interesting one for me because I've seen it done in a few different ways. Um, sometimes um, <clears throat> sometimes in humiliation scenes, people will write on the person's body and, um, and, and they'll be in a public sex positive space with all this filthy stuff written all over them, which can be really quite hot. But I've also seen it done um, to try and raise self-esteem and so um, the things that were written were complementary. And the person was was photographed so that they had those to look at, the, the, the complementary statements on various body parts, which is really interesting when you think about it, because most of us have body parts that we don't like very much. And many of us have body parts that we hate. And so to actually do that exercise of, of putting beauty into that, so I think that's really cool. I mean, I do think both of both of those are really quite sexy things. Oh
1: yeah, I I do as well. And um, yeah, I've been to some sex-positive clubs where there's people walking around with, you know, huge emblazoned, you know, like slut and whore, yeah. and it's really exciting. <laughs> it's like yes. wow. Yeah, you're like this is me and I'm not ashamed but I'm humiliated but I love that but you know it's a really powerful words are so powerful and so empowering but also can also strip you of your power so it's a hugely hugely um, complicated dynamic yes and um like you know, sex is very complicated. It can be very simple, but it can also be very, very complicated and our relationship with our bodies and our minds are unbelievably complicated. And that's why I love erotica as a a genre. Like in my opinion, erotica is the most important genre for, for exploring characters and humanity and all that it means to be a human, right? Because your internal world is often caught up with your sexuality, isn't it? So the words involving that um, are just something that fascinates me, like um, words that you use about yourself, words that you you wouldn't use until you were really hot and excited and you'd be like, I don't are we allowed to swear on this show. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I swear you, can go. Go. <laughs> <laughs> you know you just know when some when a sex when you're having sex or a sexual activity or the scenes getting ramped up and then you're starting to like your words are getting more growly and fucky and cunty and fucking and, and you like the words are just words to me are like so glorious and when I'm reading words as well I could just like they're just such a turn on and so you're right when you see them written on someone's body
0: yeah
1: and you like ah you're, like, you're guessing yeah. what the scenario was it, yeah. it, it, it is
0: it's really cool um we are a couple of minutes from break when we come back in the next segment we will talk more about this i want to talk also about because <clears throat> we've started on the actual being creative with the body instead of you know creative sex which we'll get to but i want to talk more about this because i want to talk about body painting and Latex and things like that as well and more about words because words are definitely the um, um, mainstay for me and um, voices and The way something is said um, It's it can bring a ton of heat now. I know a lot of people are very visual um, and the visual the visual is their first sense but for me it's not. My, my my nose comes first and then my ears.
1: You're auditory person. Oh, yeah. Sense an auditory and words. Lovely.
0: Yeah. So um, before we go to break, I just wanted to remind people about my favorite wand vibrator, which is the O-Wand. Elegant, cordless and completely waterproof and super powerful. It's got four speeds, seven programs and a completely ergonomic handle. This wand vibrator is incredible, and in my opinion, it beats the magic wand by a mile. If you want a 10% discount, head over to www.MrAndMrsToy.com and put in Dr. Laurie 10 Um, We will talk more favorite toys in the next couple of segments as well. Remember, you can write in with your questions as well as calling in. See you when we come back. your life,
2: your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. What is your level of sexual expertise? Want to find something new? Listen for Sisters of Sexuality every week on the Voice America Health & Wellness channel. There's no judgment here, and every topic is safe and sex positive, so we'll explore them together. It's time to push your sexual boundaries and try some new experiences with your hosts, Taylor Sparks and Parish Michelle Blair. You won't want to miss a single show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your sex energy is your life energy. That's a central focus of The Conscious Living Show with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sexual life is a barometer for your physical, mental, and intimate relationship health. If something is out of whack, by listening, you may be able to identify the problem and fix it. And it's not always about the sex. Tune in to The Conscious Living Show, broadcasting live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy.
3: This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised.
2: This is The A to Z of Sex, featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this week it is C and C is for creativity. And I'm talking to the amazing Tabitha Rain. Um, So before the break, we were talking about um, the power of words and kind of, that intensity of words being written on the body and what, what that brings up. Um, and I said, I wanted to talk some about things like um, painting and, and actually body painting. So what's your experience with body painting?
1: Well, um, one of my favorite ever stories that I wrote um, was called The Script. And basically, it's all about this girl who has a fantasy, but she was always ashamed of it. She, When she was a little girl, she would draw on herself with felt tip pens and, you know, and byros and lots of feeling, just the feeling of having like almost like all scratchy mm-hmm. and almost hearty, but drawing at the same time, so marking herself, like owning her own territory. And her mother walks in, of course, and it was deeply shameful, and her mother was like, oh, what have you done? And then, so, of course, when she's a woman, she's ashamed of this sort of fetish that she has for drawing on herself and painting herself. But she has all her little tools and paint paints and sable brushes and, you know, all the nice inks, and she'll use that, but she has to do it in secret. Mm-hmm. So... It's all about, she loves the feeling of the ink drying, so it would never be a tattoo. She didn't want anything that would be permanent because it's not the end result, it's the action of the, the ink drying on her and creating that mark for that temperature. And then, um, then, of course, a lover walks in, but instead of being, and so she's like, oh, terrified, it's going to be the same reaction, but of course he loves it, and ends up drawing, painting her all over and the sensuality that, that brings between them you know, just heightens or everything because she's met someone that shares her fetish. So I think it's a lot to do with the things that you love yourself and then trying to introduce them without, without feeling like they're going to be belittled or...
0: You uh, yeah, absolutely, you know, ne- needing a safe space to be able to bring up ideas that are unusual um, or you might feel sh- some shame with is, is crucial. I um I got painted when I was pregnant with my son. Um and I was painted from head to toe um and then photographed. Yeah. And it was outrageous. It was wonderful fun. Um and um and it was really sensual. You know, the whole process was really sensual. Um so that's my experience that I've never done body paint um myself personally. It's, as you know, in, as part of sex, but I participated in a in an, an event, um, a consent summit in, in um, Florida this this past year, and one of the activities in the evening consent negotiation was painting people, um, and we were painting them with with frosting. Ah, oh, nice! <laughs> and it was there was something so cool, and we did, it was like you know when you're a kid and you used. Um, Cutouts and and sponges and and all these different things to, to, to paint, and then your fingers and stuff. Well, it was all those sorts of tools, and frosting.
1: Ah, <laughs> and lovely.
0: Yeah, it's something so. I would say. I mean, it's not only arousing, but it, there was something so joyful about. Yeah, it. like the innocently.
1: Painting. Yeah. yeah innocently playing but being allowed to overstep that into the sensual side like that's always the that's probably the one benefit of being an adult oh <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no.
0: you can go you're, you can go further that's true yeah, you're
1: allowed to play and you are allowed to take it a little bit further yeah and i always loved um i don't know if you have if you've ever heard of this but when when you're playing hide and seek when you were young um they would, to find out how many, how much you were going to count to, they would draw a snake upon your back, which finger did I use? And then you would, you know, someone would be drawing on your back, and I just remember being, oh, you know, anything to do with drawing on me, or, like, you know, I like drawing on, on myself with a biro in, on my inner arm, like, uh-huh. on my inner elbow. Like, that's, you must try it. If you haven't tried it, I just get, get a makeup brush or a paintbrush or a biro, and just draw something on your apple. You just a spiral or your name or something. And oh, it's really weirdly sensual. <laughs>
0: well, they're, they're, well, that's one of the things that I think people often don't realize. And it's important to remember is that, it, you know, our bodies, our skin is our biggest erogenous zone. And so um, next to the brain. <clears throat> but so um, there are all sorts of places that you can play. You can apply yeah. You can be sensual. You can be slightly, slightly painful. You can tickle, and people don't think about that. You know, when they're when they're being erotic with another person, they're often very very goal oriented, mm. very focused, and um, un- I think that's unfortunate.
1: Yeah, you but know? you can you can find out these things in very unexpected places. So um, I don't often go to get my hair done or get a makeup done, but my friend is a makeup artist and she, she was doing my makeup for me as a treat. And she put um, eyeliner, black eyeliner, up up and in, in there in and the inner, eye, yeah. on, the, on the inside of my upper eyelid. And I was like, oh my God, you're going to have to stop. Actually, don't stop. Do that. <laughs> Do that again. And it was because I really like, weird erogenous zones I really like figuring out straight unusual erogenous zones and that is my most definitely my most strangest erogenous zone is my upper the inside of my upper I eyelid mean, I mean it's the water
0: line and I I find it I I, I hate when they do that it drives me nuts
1: <laughs> I, I couldn't I've never no one had ever touched that part of me before no, maybe well, that <laughs> yeah maybe that was all it was so I could never experience that sensation and so suddenly I was like oh my god I felt, yeah this is going on the list <laughs> so I mean a
0: lot of people when 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 we think about body painting and things they either think about edible paints which is a lot of fun and if you haven't tried it guys there are a lot of edible paints out there mostly chocolate sauces and stuff if you don't like chocolate you may have to get a little creative and create your own sort of stuff um, <laughs> Honey can be a lot of fun, very sticky. So, the, you know, cleanup is important. But the point is you you paint and then you get to eat
1: yeah. it off.
0: So, you know, that's a lot of fun. But also um, latex body paint.
1: Oh, wow. It's
0: really cool. So if you are somebody who likes latex and you haven't tried being body painted, go for it. um Um, yeah where do we get this from (laughs) Um, 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 um um i'm gonna have to and people can hit me up via email and i will find sources and and let you know because i don't know where where obvious sources are right now um it was really really popular about 15 years ago and and in london you could get it um at lots of places but i'm not sure if you still can so i'll i'll have a look around and people can hit me up and i'm happy to let them know where you can get this that sounds wonderful. So you get to peel it off at the end. Yes,
1: yeah. absolutely.
0: So the paint is dense enough that you can actually go go in public. Um, oh wow! If you if you do certain colors and in certain kinds of patterns, and it actually looks like a person's wearing very tight to the body clothing, um, which essentially is what they are, because the latex is the clothing, and then you peel it off. Um, I don't particularly like wearing latex because it's hot, and I don't and like it
1: it's cold as well it's like cold hot do you know what I mean like I I really like it but I have to be in the mood because I'm if I go outside and there's a cool breeze I'm freezing and then I'm hot because I'm sweaty under the latex and I just feel freezing
0: (laughs) yeah no I just I I don't I have a beautiful latex dress um that I wear for the occasional photo shoot yeah as far as it goes right because um I can't wait to get out of it. I can't even manage to wear it to an event. It, it's yeah. just too much. Um, but latex paint isn't quite as um, annoying to me. And I think it's because it's actually, it, it bonds to the body. So yeah. yes, if you're warm, you sweat, but it, you're sweating on the top of it. You're not sweating in
1: be, in between it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it's not restricting you. You're not restricted by it because it's just your yeah. body shape, isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. So that's, I mean, for me, that's a really cool creative way to play um and to experiment and sometimes people will do just a small area and sometimes people do you know their whole bodies and it's it's fun to look at how people mm-hmm. decide to display themselves in that way I, I always feel like it's a bunch of um peacocks walking around right yeah,
1: nice yeah it that way yeah um, the, yeah the other thing about that as well like looking and I've got another fascination about being drawn or like being under an artist's gaze. I do a lot of life drawing. So i that's where I'm drawing. And, but there's a certain sort of taboo because you're doing an analytical study of a, of a body. So it's, you know, it's like, it's not meant to be sexual or whatever, but what if it was? Like that's another thing like that great gaze. So sometimes I quite like it if we, um, to be drawing each other like mm-hmm. really studying each other drawing and drawing you know, drawing your private having a gaze at it and then you're all shy because no one stares at that part Yeah, you
0: know? I'm not sure how I'd feel about somebody staring at the pussy for a long period of time so they could draw it and um, my uh, husband and master is, is an artist, so um, when he listens to this, I'm probably going to end up being stuck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be called
0: in for a painting. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure how I feel about that, but that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I can't draw for my life, and um, so when I, when I draw, it looks like a six-year-old's drawing, so I don't mind being model. But the idea of actually doing it myself is just, it just looks too silly. It just just doesn't really do it. So we are almost at the next break, believe it or not. And when we come back, we will be talking more about this. I want to make sure that we talk about um, where you can easily add creativity to your sex life. But I'm having a lot of fun with the um, using the creative arts. And I wonder, guys, and you can write in about this today or if you write in about it afterwards, I'll read out your answers next week. I wonder if any of you have a particular area of creativity that you really love to integrate into your sexual life. If you do, let me know. It's Lori Beth at DrLoriBethBisbee.com and we will be back in a couple of minutes after some words from our sponsors.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses.
4: join dr joe casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number you can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit with great stories plenty of advice about successful aging and brighter outlooks you just might join those who are living to 100 The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives. But most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner.
3: This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised.
0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the A to Z of Sex. We're at segment three of C is for Creativity, and I am talking with Tabitha Rain. So um, before the break, we were talking about um, drawing and being drawn, so being the object of the artist's eye and having somebody actually scrutinize your bits. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which um, which for me was it, it's is is daunting. Is a daunting idea. The idea of somebody staring at me. Um, you know, and, and and so, of course, most people are, do photography rather than, than actual than actual drawing. Um, and I quite like erotic photography and I'm quite happy to pose for various things and I've done various photo shoots, but I'm not sure how I'd feel like about a deep anatomical
1: shoot. Yeah, but um, see, this is the funny thing about it. And I, I wonder if this is what the appeal is to me. When you're getting photographed, you're looking at the overall aesthetic at the time, like everything, and you're looking at the entire composition and you're sort of, so when you're being looked at in that way, you're aware of your full posture and the artist is looking at you and making sure you're the full thing. But then if you're being drawn, like you're basically an object that someone is staring at in minute detail. And you're basically just a collection of light and shade. And that's all that's being processed. And there's something very removed about that where you're being gazed at intently. But the only sort of thing that's passing is the fact that you're just a lump of light and shade. So maybe it's something to do with that. We're going back to what we're talking about, like the humiliation kind of. Well, objectifying. Side of it. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Objectifying thing, which which for a lot of people, um, is really intensely erotic. Um, and then, particularly for women, will then feel terribly ashamed or wrong for feeling that's erotic because mm-hmm. because many women are objectified in the world day to day anyway, and and um, I should say it's not erotic when somebody's objectifying you when you don't want them to.
1: No, all of right.
0: course it's yeah. all about consent and and that actually um, I could see where that would be really objectifying, and that could be a real turn on
4: mm-hmm. because the,
0: the, the rest of you doesn't exist that all that exists is what they 're drawing
1: mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a very strange sort of dynamic, and I'm absolutely fascinated by it actually um just the artist and muse the whole. Uh, Thing that goes on between them does anything go on between them? You know, it's just a it's just a preoccupation I have. Well, I'm not sure. That. I mean, I, I mean, I certainly
0: uh, when I work with photographers, that it, um, you only get good pictures out of me if I make a connection with you. And so, yeah. if I can't, if I feel I can't make a connection with the person, I won't even let them photograph me. It's, it's, we're done. Yeah, we're done before we start, because the pictures will be lousy. But when I make a connection, then they get really good shots, mm-hmm. um, and and they because st- they see they see me, they see my emotions, they see more more depth, um, and 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 they see some of the things I might keep hidden because we yeah. have a relationship, and that relationship is with is with each other, not me and the camera. The mm-hmm. camera is kind of is their tool, but we build a relationship.
1: Yeah, so they're going to get the best. Absolutely. If
0: they don't, if I don't have a relationship, if I can't, and, and I've I've done that. You know, I've had somebody want to photograph me, and I've spent you know about a half hour talking with them, and it's just been yeah, no, this isn't going to work. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm sorry, I just don't feel comfortable, and if I don't. Feel
1: well, yeah, but it's a very intimate thing to do to allow right. someone to even photograph you, just you know, in a non-erotic way. It's, a, it's an incredibly intimate thing and I think we've forgotten that it's actually quite an incredibly intimate thing and needs consent and everything like that I think it's um, so it is a it's a it's a very complex sort of thing that's going on between two people and I think um, sometimes we forget that quite easily so you're absolutely right uh, developing a relationship first is key to all of it
0: and I also think that, you know, when you talk about um, erotic photography, you know, there's some really cool stuff t- that can be done with erotic photography, particularly and um, body positivity work. Um, there is nothing like being photographed naked by somebody who is appreciating your form. Yeah. It's entirely different than somebody who isn't appreciating your form, you know, and mm. and, and if you don't, I mean, I remember that show, um, How to Look Good Naked. I used to love watching this show because Gakwan managed to get these women, and they were always women, to feel not only comfortable but confident. Yeah. And that's so difficult for so many people and not just women.
1: Well, exactly. Well, I've got a friend. Um, she's a photographer called um, Exposing 40 is the project that she uh-huh. does. I know, I know that. You project. know her? Uh, yeah. She's brilliant. So she uh, so you I was 44 years ago. So we had our first photo shoot just after that. And I've never let anyone photograph me naked ever, like ever me. I do it myself because I do erotic nudes from my own blog and I've done that for a while now but never let anyone I didn't trust anyone else because you're very you know the angles that you want to show you know the bits you want to show so if you relinquish that control and hand it over to someone I mean that's incredible trust that you're giving them and um but exposing 40 we did this shoot and I was really vulnerable about it I was really because I've had body issues all my life and not been confident in my own skin all my life and she just made me feel like it was the most wonderful natural interaction that we could have and she captured some shots of me which I will be like happy to have on my wall like for the rest of my life you know like made me feel so empowered and Mm -hmm. so confident and so lucky to be alive right just lucky to be alive and have a body right that's essentially Mm -hmm. what it boiled down to was the fact that I've made it to 40 I'm alive I've got a body it functions it's magnificent you know it's like it it just it it was it is pretty amazing experience Yeah. And it almost didn't matter what the photographs looked like in the end, because she'd made me feel like that on the day. Uh So I and it made me really carefree in her presence as well, because I wasn't worried about what the end product would be. But when I saw the end product, I was like, wow, that really felt that really looks like how it felt. I've had
0: two um, erotic shoots recently that were similar to that, um, not naked, but erotic. So the first one, Baby and Carlo are photographers, boudoir photographers in London, and they are absolutely fabulous. They're really good at putting people at their ease. And yeah. so we connected, um, when I, and I had them do, actually do like professional, ordinary headshots. And then um, the following year, I went back and I did a leather photo shoot with my husband, With them Um, and they caught so they were just like you know just do you you guys do what you do and um, costume changes and all this sort of thing but they caught some amazing shots of both of us Um, emotion there was one shot that most people don't see because it's not appropriate to any of like it wouldn't be appropriate to put on a blog necessarily you know what I mean So, so most people don't see it but I love it in particular because I'm pouting in this shot and I'm really pouting. And it's an impression that I know that I make sometimes, but you would never see it. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You would have to be like one of five people to be able to ever see that on my face and they caught it. It was great. And then the other one was um, with Carmela Crean, who is doing the um, We Are Leather Woman project and documenting leather history. And she asked to to photograph me. Um, And we did that and um, thus far, I've only seen a couple of the sh- shots, um, and I don't know what she'll use for the for the project. Um, but one of the shots she got of me, I'm laughing, and I and I'm laughing, and the tongue is part out of my mouth, and it's so and it is. Um, it's an, it's so amazing. I love. The I adore the picture. So there's one with me laughing hysterically, which I, I like just because it was fun. But this one is like really attractive. But if you told me to make that, you know, that kind of expression or something, it would never happen. right? Because So there's something about the intimacy that you create when you're photographing. And so one of the things that is fun to try is trying that with your partner. And again, like you were talking about, not being wed to the, what the end product looks like because that's not really the point. The point is the intimacy.
1: Yeah. But if you do happen to capture that moment where that look that just says everything that goes between you and that person, that one look and, you, and someone captures it, And then you've got, you've got a witness to it. You've got a witness to that chemistry and you can re look at that. And it's actually really such a bonding thing as well to be able to look at that and go, wow, that, yeah, this is real. Like this is real chemistry. We have,
0: we have moments from the leather suit that that are pictures of the two of us together that I will treasure forever because they are like that. It is that, you know, that, that real, you can really see the heat between us and I think that's, amazing and I am very far from 40 <laughs> um, and he's is um, 62 so for us to like do a shoot at our ages and have it be really hot was was great fun we are about um three minutes from break um after the break we are going to talk some about um how you can bring creativity into your sex life Um, what kinds of things you can do, what kinds of things you might try, where you can find inspiration. And we both have lots of ideas about where you can find inspiration. Um, And um, I may have a question to answer. I saw an email came in, but I haven't gotten to it yet. So I'll look at the email during the break and I may answer a question as well. Um, When we get back, um, we'll cover all this and more. And I'd like to remind listeners who want to explore their desires and want to create and maintain the relationships of their dreams that they can sign up for 30 minutes with me at bit.ly 30 minutes, Dr. Lori Beth. Dr. Lori and Beth are all capitalized. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes afterward from our sponsors, and we look forward to seeing you all then.
2: Be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness.
3: This program contains explicit content and subject matter which may be unsuitable for some listeners. Discretion is advised.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Agency of Sex with me, Dr. Laurie Beth Bisbee. This is the last segment of C is for Creativity, and I am talking with the lovely Tabitha Rain. So before the break, I said we were going to talk um, creativity and give some tips as to how people can find inspiration. And funnily enough, I was asked a Quora question about this today. Somebody wanted to know how it is that they could find new ways to bring satisfaction to their wife. And spice up their their relationship. So where I start with that always um, is communicate, communicate, communicate. Um, I am amazed at how many times people have not even talked about sex explicitly with their partners. If you want to spice things up, you might as well find out what it is the other person finds sexy. So have a conversation about your fantasies. Talk about your desires And if this feels like too much, if it feels too scary, if it's something you've never done before, then there are other ways of letting a person know what might interest you. And my first port of call is erotica. It's always erotica. Erotica is wonderful for this. Erotica is wonderful for giving you ideas about where it is that you might explore. And erotica is wonderful for helping you to communicate those ideas. So you read something, you think it's hot as hell, you give it to your partner and you see what they think or better yet you read it to their part your partner and see what they think because that's really hot always a lot of fun but that is the first place that I would go Tabitha where where would you go after that if you weren't going straight to erotica where would you go
1: if I wasn't going straight to erotica well I am a big fan of watching erotic films porn as well so now that's something that's people might be really shy about so Mm -hmm. it might not be quite I mean I'm a huge fan of erotica just like you um one of the things that when I'm writing erotica you know you you might as well give it a go right just just give it a go (laughs) um because what I found was um this is probably a wee bit personal so but I'm going to (laughs) say anyway so I used to say I'm going to read out some erotica, and I want to know if it's good. So if we need to use the cockometer. <laughs>
0: Perfect. So, this is how I find out if what I'm writing is hot.
1: This is how I find out because I know it's hot. I've been humping my blooming ruby glow for half an hour. I'm going to read. <laughs> so I need. We need to, a man's so, opinion. <laughs> so we need that. We need a cockometer. Okay. <laughs> and if the cockometer is reaching twelve o'clock you know it's hot but also you can you know that works for reading out your erotica as well that you might have stumbled across or someone's recommended or but um, so sexy words sexy words you know even if you're quite shy uh, because I'm very aware that it's it's all right for us we're sex positive we're kink positive we're we're in it Yeah. yeah so we can go yeah put a porno on just look up threesomes you'll find it'll be fine you know but a lot of people aren't in that space yet, so you're right. What about a sexy film like Secretary? Have you seen the film Secretary? Yeah. So
0: I have a I have a an ebook called Seventy Four Movies That Are That That Aren't mm. Porn, mm. and they are movies that are like The Secretary and um, Nine and a Half Weeks and the original Swept Away, not the remake. The, it mm. has to be the original in Italian which is seriously hot. Um, oh, Italian. Yeah, I mean, with, with with subtitles, but it doesn't matter. Giancarlo Giannini and oh, Lena Wertmuller. Yeah, no, it, it's hot. Um, but th- these are films that if you find pornography off-putting or if you're too embarrassed, they're, they're, they're hot as hell, but they're just to the edge of that. So anybody who wants to grab that um, can send me an email. Um, yeah, there should be a link to it on the site. I'll make sure there's a link to it on the site um, within the next um, week or so, and um, and I'm happy to send that. So that's one option. But if you want to do pornography, and and I, I think I think it's valuable to explore pornography. Um, do ethical porn. Look at sites like Frolic Me, which. It, one of the values of ethical porn, besides the fact that um, all the players are being treated ethically, i.e., there's no exploitation, that people are there because they want to be there, they're being appropriately paid, they're, um, you know, they 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 have medical care, all of that. So that's wonderful. But the other thing is, is that folks who produce ethical porn tend to produce things with more of a story. They don't have to be heavily storied, right? That's for the movies that are not quite porn, but there's enough of a story to grab you, so you don't feel like all you're doing is watching somebody fuck, right? You know, or watching somebody suck, or watching cum shots. There's usually more to it. So I recommend sites like Frolic Me or um, Erica Lust's stuff is also really good.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, and I think it's it's also a lot to do with on stream on-screen chemistry it's not just to do with what's happening on screen you've got to, if you're believing that those characters are having a great time because they really fancy each other they're really into each other I think that just makes such a big difference and you're absolutely right like you know I'm a huge fan of Frolic Me I edit their online magazine uh, I deal with their um erotica submissions and it's a full erotic platform you'll often find with the ethical porn sites it's not just the films yes you're also getting you're getting erotic stories you're getting an erotic gallery so you can look through stills from the films and they're absolutely stunning and the attention to detail is just beautiful and that's what you're getting as well you're not just it's like a whole erotic uh, you're just absorbing the whole thing it's sort of a whole rounded thing so um I would agree with that as well. And it's a gentler way to get into porn as well. You're not going yes. to find something by accident because you're going to go on and you're going to see a menu and you're able to choose from the menu. You're not just going to be assaulted by. Yes. So, you know, if you're a little bit, if you haven't done, if you're not used to seeing those images, um, it's, a gent- it's a more gentle way to sort of get you in there. But I'm not saying that there's not um, really good, raunchy, sexy fuck scenes. Of course there is, but. You can, you can you know it soothes you and it, it eases you in nice and gently absolutely
0: absolutely so we are believe it or not a few minutes before the close of this show so I guess I want my last minute tip really is to explore together and to communicate about what you find and to make it a space where if, even if you don't like what your partner brings up. There's no disgust, there's no rejection, there's no horror. It's just like, yeah, that's not my thing. Let's let's look at something else. And bring all the different creative arts right into your bedroom because they can all
1: be incredibly sexy. Um Tabitha, what are your final tips? Right. So my final tips again, talking just like you said, but also I think just try and think about your body in a more creative way. Um like just it's the unusual erogenous zones I would go seeking out those because I find them you find those in creative ways as well like you know you're the back of your neck we all know but what about the back of your thigh what about the crease of your buttock what about uh, that would be my tip just explore that and that's there's really good to explore those by yourself as well like I'm I always stroke my arm because I find it really nice and you can do that with your partner as well or your partners. And that's what, that would be my lasting tip. And I, think, I love that. And what I love
0: about that so, so much is that it tends to slow things down. Hmm. Um, so that is the, our final parting words. We want you to slow things down and take your time um, so that you get to enjoy yourself more. So thanks, everybody, for listening today. If you've got more questions, please email me at lori.beth at drlauribethbisbee.com. If you have an idea for the show, please send it in. I will consider all ideas. Um, Next week, the letter is D. And D is for dancing and bikinis. And I'm being joined by Lee Notto. And um, if you don't know what a bikini is, you will find out next week. It should be a lot of fun. So thank you all for listening. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Have a hot and healthy week.